Hey there, Harvest family. Merry Christmas, and thanks for joining us today. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow all of our social media accounts so that you can stay connected with us throughout the week. Right now, let's go to our Pastor Perry Kalavik as he shares this week's message. God bless you, everyone. Thank you again, Harvest Church family and friends, everyone that's watching, for just being such a blessing. I want to talk this morning uh, in a few moments about the presence of Christmas, but uh, first I want to say just welcome to Harvest Church at Home and thank you for watching and God bless you. Uh, we're really just praying right now as COVID is spiking again around the nation and around the world and especially here in California. I think we're at the top of the list of uh, states that are on an increase. But let's pray that God's going to help us and see us through. He's helped us already for these last 10 months and God is not going to leave us now at all. He's going to be with us and he's going to see us through. But we also need to pray that God's going to lift this pandemic. And so, Lord, we just pray for that right now, Lord God. We pray that you will intervene. We pray that you will do what no other power can do. You're the God who has power over nature. Lord, we know that you're the God who has power over any disease. You healed all manner of sickness and disease. And, Lord, right now, we just ask you to heal our nation, Lord God, of this pandemic and heal the world of this pandemic. Lord, it starts first by prayer. And, Lord, we just pray right now that you'll again lift this pandemic from our world lord we pray too for all of our first responders for our doctors our nurses everybody that's involved lord god in helping to keep people well we pray that you'll be with them as well we pray in your holy name in the mighty name of jesus and all of god's people said amen amen you know the christmas season brings joy to the world and cheer to the heart so this month will be focused on really the message of Christmas in each one of our services. We've only got three Sundays left, but today we're going to be talking about the presence of Christmas in just a few moments. Then next Sunday I'll be talking about the person of Christmas. Spoiler alert, the person of Christmas is Jesus. And then after uh, Christmas Sunday next week, we're going to be having a Christmas Eve service. That'll be at 7 p.m. On, uh, on Christmas Eve on the 24th. And then on the last Sunday of the year, we're going to be talking about the power of Christmas, all right? So that's all coming up. But today we're going to be talking about the presence of Christmas, and I'm not talking about the presence under the Christmas tree, but the presence of the Lord in our lives, all right? So here's what the presence of Christmas is. The presence of Christmas is being assured that God is with us. I want you to say it with me this morning and mean it from your heart. God is with us. And then I want you to say it this way, God is with me. God is with my family. God is with us. Hallelujah. Now, two primary Bible verses bring this out, one in the Old Testament, one in the New, and they say the same thing. So one was a prophecy from Isaiah, and Isaiah 7:14 says this, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Virgin Mary will conceive and give birth to a son and call his name Emmanuel. So his name is called Emmanuel. Well, what does the name Emmanuel mean? Well, Emmanuel means two things. First of all, Emmanuel means Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Emmanuel is the Christ. But Emmanuel also means this. It means God with us. So uh, in, now in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 1, the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy took place. And it says it this way, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So in that verse, they even gave the definition, God 
with us. Say it with me, God is with us. Amen. You know, I love Christmas carols, and you hear me every year talk about Christmas carols, but one that I don't really mention too much is this. There's a Christmas carol called, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And the, and the words go like this. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Remember that song? So come, O come, Emmanuel. That's asking God to come or Jesus to come and ransom captive Israel. Israel was being held in exile by Assyrians and Babylonians. And they were singing and believing, O ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile. I want you to say lonely exile. In other words, they were lonely and they were away from home. In other words, they were away from uh, Jerusalem and their home. Until the Son of God appear, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. We're talking about shall come to thee. In other words, God is going to come through his Son, Jesus Christ. You don't have to be lonely. You don't have to be captive because God is going to come to you. Now, during the past 10 months, our nation and world has been held captive by COVID-19. It really has. And with social distancing required and group gatherings restricted, one of the greatest problems we're dealing with is loneliness. Say it with me this morning, loneliness. In fact, many articles have been written on how the COVID epidemic, pardon me, the COVID pandemic has created a loneliness epidemic. Let me say that again. Many articles have been written on how the COVID pandemic has created a loneliness epidemic. It's just no fun being alone. And loneliness is also unhealthy because we were created to be social and to have relationships and to be in fellowship. So even God said in Genesis 2.18, it's not good to be alone. Say it with me right now. It's not good to be alone. But in our loneliness, everyone, I've got hope for you. God is with us. Hallelujah. So the question is, how do we know that God is with us? So today, I want to share five wonderful ways that we know God is with us. That's the presence of Christmas, God himself. All right? Five ways to know that God is with us. First of all, we know that God is with us through his presence. And we sang, we sang about his presence already. But I want to just say this here this morning, everyone. There is nothing like the presence of the Lord. Life is empty without the presence of the Lord. Joy is lost without the presence of the Lord. In fact, the psalmist said this, In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. There's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord, the joy of being in his presence. You see, everyone, God isn't a distance God. He isn't distanced from us. He's as near as the breath that we breathe. Hallelujah. And he wants us to be near to him, and all we need to do to get near to him is just draw, draw near to him, and he'll draw near to us. But we need his presence in our lives. I'm not talking about dead religion here right now. I'm talking about the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, remember Moses back in the Old Testament? Moses led the people out of the wilderness to the promised land. And just before he was leading his 
people, the people of God from, you know, it was called the Exodus, all right? And they were going from Egypt, they went by Sinai, then they went to the Promised Land, but just as they were getting ready to leave Sinai, um, he said, God spoke to him, spoke to Moses, and he said, my presence will go with you, and I'm going to give you rest. My presence will go with you, and I'm going to give you rest. And then he said, Moses said to God, he says this, watch this. He says, if your presence doesn't, doesn't go with us, he says, he, he says, don't even bring us up from here. So Moses said this, he was actually saying, Lord, if your presence does not go with us, I don't even want to take the first step. Hallelujah. So Moses knew well enough, you know, his strength wasn't going to get him through. He needed the presence of God in his life. And I'm telling you what, every day that we live, everyone, when you get ready to walk out that door this morning uh, or, or any day, and you're, a lot of you aren't walking out the door right now, you're staying in. But when you're getting to ready to walk in the, into the day, just know this, just be able to say to the Lord, Lord, I need your presence in my life every single day that I live. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, here's what I want you to see. God, first of all, is a with us God. I want you to see that God is a with us God. In other words, if you go all the way from Genesis, all the way through the Old Testament and the New Testament, all the way to Revelation, you'll find that God is a God that is with us. Hallelujah. And here's what I want you to see right now. We're getting ready to make an exodus from 2020, one of the most uncertain years we've ever had to endure. And as we enter the promise of a brand new year, 2021, we need the presence of the Lord to be with us more than ever. Hallelujah. So what are we saying this morning? How do we know that God is with us? We know that the Lord is with us through his presence. Thank you, Lord God. <clears throat> now, the second way that we know the Lord is with us is through his word. Hallelujah. I love the word of God. How about you? I love the word of God. And we can know that the Lord is with us through his word. You say through his word, it's just a book. No, this is more than a book. This is a God-breathed book. And this is the word that became flesh. In fact, the Bible says this, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's God with us. So the word became flesh, and that flesh, of course, was Jesus being born in a manger in Bethlehem. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. Remember John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. But I want you to see the front part. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to be with us. Hallelujah. The Word became flesh and made his dwelting, dwelling among us. So I love the word of God, and I know that you do too. Hallelujah. And since Jesus, if, in other words, if the word became flesh and dwelt among us, that's Jesus. Since Jesus is the light of the world, it makes sense that the words that he speaks will also bring light into our lives. In fact, the word of God says this, your word is a lamp unto my feet and do a light unto my path. Hallelujah. Say it with me right now. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light onto my path. God brings light into our lives, and he also directs our path with the light that he gives us. Man, I'll tell you what, if you ever tried to drive a car at night without lights on, especially in a very dark night, it's hard to get anywhere. Or if you've ever been walking in the dark, it's hard to see anything. 
But God gives us the light that we need in our lives. So he directs our paths. He turns on the light. And the light is found through the word of God. Whenever I read the word of God, I feel that I feel the presence of God in my life. And the same is true for you. Whenever you read the word of God, you should expect to feel the presence of God in your life. It's like having conversation with God. How do you know that we feel the presence of another person when we're having a conversation with them? In the same way, we feel the presence of God when we're having a conversation with God. This is one of the main conversation pieces that God has, is the word of God, and he speaks to us every day. So we feel, we know that God is with us through his presence, secondly, through the word, and the third way that we know that God is with us is through his son, his son, his son who is Jesus Christ. Now, this Christmas, you're going to be hearing Luke chapter 2 a few times, and I hope that you do. hope that you'll read it even in your home with your family. But Luke chapter 2 says this, There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were terrified. Can you imagine a bunch of shepherds, and all of a sudden this heavenly host of angels come, an angel, an angel of the Lord comes out, and the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be of great joy to all people. Good tidings, good news, all of that. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host, that's the angel and all the host of angels, uh, they appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to all those on whom God's favor rests. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's the coming of Jesus. Man, I'll tell you what. God could never have gotten closer to us than becoming like us. And he did that through his son, Jesus. It's called the incarnation of Christ. But we know that God is with us because he sent his only begotten son, his one and only son, Jesus, to be with us. Praise God. You know, there's a, in the mainline churches today, they, uh, during the Christmas season, they, they observe Advent. How many of you have heard of Advent, right? You've heard Advent, but maybe you don't understand what Advent is about. You know, uh, when I was growing up, I never really understood the season of Advent because it was mostly observed in mainline churches, and so I missed out on the meaning of Advent. And Advent is really the celebration of the birth or nativity of Christ at Christmas and the return of Christ at the second coming. So here's what Advent means. Are you ready? Advent means coming or arrival of something notable or a notable person. Well, Advent for us Christians means the coming or arrival of Christ. That's Advent. So the season of Advent, which is November 29th through December 24th, in the Christian calendar, anticipates the coming of Christ from three different perspectives. Watch this right now, all right? Here's what Advent uh, looks at from three different perspectives. First of all, Advent is waiting expectantly for what? For three things. For the birth of Christ in Bethlehem, for the reception of Christ in the hearts of believers, and for the second coming of Christ. Man, that is so cool. In other words, when we're waiting during this, when we celebrate or observe Advent during this season, we're saying, Lord, we're, we want to observe your birth again, the birth of Christ in Bethlehem, and then the reception of Christ in the hearts of believers. Lord, I thank you. Not only were you born in a manger, but you live in my heart. And then the third thing is the second coming of Christ. 
All of those are contained in that celebration and observance of Advent. So we know that God is with us because he sent his one and only son to be wrapped up in flesh and live among us and dwell among us. Hallelujah. Now, we know that God is with us. Fourth now, I'm going to share five things today. The fourth way is because of the Holy Spirit. Say it with me this morning, the Holy Spirit. He's, he, he's with us through the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus was born in a manger, all right? He lived a sinless life. He was a carpenter's son. They lived for 30 years around Bethlehem, you know, and, and, and Nazareth. And, and, and so anyway, he just worked with his father. But when he was age 30, remember, he was baptized, and then his ministry began. So he's baptized by John the Baptist. His ministry began, a three-year ministry, uh, where he preached the kingdom of God, and he would heal people, and signs and wonders and miracles followed him. But then, after three years of ministry, Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross. And he knew that the disciples said, you know, you're going to go away. But he says, I, Jesus said, I'm going to go away, but I'm not going to leave you alone. I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another advocate or a helper to help you, and he's going to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. He says this, watch now. He says, I'm going to ask my Father. He will give you another advocate or another helper. Let me ask you, everyone this morning, how many of you need a helper in your life? How many of you need an advocate in your life? He says, I'm going to send someone to help you and to be with you. Say it with me this morning. To be with you forever. The spirit of truth. We're talking about the presence of God and God with us, Emmanuel. And he says this, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Hallelujah. I will not leave you alone. I won't leave you as orphans, but I will come to you. So Jesus died on the cross. He rose three days later and he ascended to the Father and, 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 uh, after 40 days. And then he was seen by 500 witnesses during that time. After he rose from the grave, he was seen by around 500 witnesses. And then Jesus said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. So on the day of Pentecost, 50 days after the cross, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the 120 that were in the upper room. They all received the Holy Spirit, began to speak in tongues. And, and as the Holy Spirit gave them, empowered them to do it, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you what, the Holy Spirit has been with us ever since. How many of you glad like I am for the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Man, I feel the Holy Spirit right now as I stand before you today. It's the Holy Spirit that gives me the strength to even speak to you. We live and breathe because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. He's with us. His presence will go with us everywhere we go. Let me tell you, everyone, you don't want to be without the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And there's a lot of things you can do. For instance, you know, you can push the Holy Spirit off. You really can. You can resist the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can reject the Holy Spirit. You can quench the Holy Spirit. But that's not what you want to do. Let me just say here this morning, you want to receive the Holy Spirit. You want to walk in the Holy Spirit. You want to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit and refilled with the Holy Spirit because that's the presence of God in your life. I'm going to tell you right now, there's not a day in my life that the Holy Spirit isn't riding shotgun with me. He's alongside of me and he's inside of me. And he'll be alongside of you and inside of you as well. I'm talking about on the most menial things that you do. 
driving down to the store, going here or there, meeting with people or whatever, depend on the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Spirit in your life. It's God with you, His Spirit with you. That's the fourth thing that we talked about this morning. And then we know that God is with us. Here's the fifth thing, and I'll close with this. We know that God is with us through the second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ. Now, Jesus came to us at Christmas, but that's not the end of the story. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. Hallelujah. You don't know when he's going to be coming, morning, noon, or night, but I'll tell you what, be ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. I believe we're living in the end days right now, the end times right now. We are closer to the second coming of Jesus Christ than we've ever been in our lives. And be ready for it because he's going to come like a thief in the night. And it's going to happen so much, so quickly, it's going to be like just the twinkle of an eye. And so that quickly, but Jesus is coming again and be ready. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 9, 28, it says this, Christ sacrificed once to take away the sins of many, and he will appear a second time not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. I want to ask you today, everyone, are you waiting for God? Are you waiting for him? So remember this. First, Jesus came to be with us on earth, but when he comes again, we will go to be with him in heaven. I like that. Let me say it again. First, Jesus came to be with us on earth, God with us, but when he comes again, the second coming of Christ, we will go to be with him in heaven. Hallelujah. They call that, O glorious day. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to going to heaven. Hey, everyone, this world is not my home. We're only passing through. But one day we're going to go to heaven. We're going to live with the Lord eternally. Praise God. So what is the presence of Christmas? The presence of Christmas is being assured that God is with us. Say it with me again this morning, everyone. God is with us. God is with me. God is with my family. God is with my household. God is with my future. Thank you, Lord God. God is with us. So I want to just end where I began this morning. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord God. If you love the Lord this morning, say aloud, amen. 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 I want to just sing that song just one more time, and I believe the words will come up on the screen, but it's just called Emmanuel. Emmanuel.
Lord, we love you today and we thank you that you didn't just create us and then leave us, but you created us and you came to us to be with us. And you sent your son, the one who would be God with us, God in the flesh, the incarnation. Lord, we love you so much that you're not a distance God, but you're a God that is with us right where we're at. And we just give you praise today and we bless your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I just pray right now that every person watching today will know how near you are and will feel your presence today, Lord God, will sense your presence in their lives. Not just during a sermon, Lord God, but during their entire day, Lord God, and during their entire life that you'll be with them in a special way. So I bless you today, Lord God, and we give you praise. If you're away from God today, come back to God. If you've never received Christ into your life, I'll tell you what, if you want to be near to God, you must receive his Son as your Savior. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So receive Christ as your Savior and your Lord today. It'll make every difference in the world. And how do you do it? You believe on him and you receive him. You just ask. You invite him into your heart. So I want to just pray with you right now. If you've never asked Christ in your heart, just believe on him and receive him into your heart right now. Pray this prayer with me if you would. Lord Jesus, right now I receive you into my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all of my sin and give me a new life today. With my mouth, I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So Lord Jesus, I believe on you now and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord, and I pray in your holy name, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thanks for being with us today, and I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. May God bless you. May God heal you. May God lift you up. May the Lord encourage you. May the Lord give you favor. May the Lord open new doors for you. I just bless you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone that receives that blessing, say aloud, amen. 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 Next Sunday, we're going to be talking about the person of Christmas. And that person, of course, is Jesus. And then on Christmas Eve, we're going to be, talk, we're going to be having a Christmas Eve service right at, right at 7 p.m. And so get ready for that. A Christmas Eve service, if you need a candle or communion for that service uh, on Sunday, pick those up on I believe it is Saturday from 9 o'clock until noon, all right? This coming Saturday, the 19th, all right? And then the last Sunday of the year is the power of Christmas, the power of Christmas. Praise God. We're going to end this year on a note of the presence of the Lord and the power of the Lord. Praise God. And we're going to get ready to walk into a brand new year, 2021. Hallelujah. So I want to thank you right now for joining us at Harvest Church at Home. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And then, of course, Christmas Eve after that. And then the final Sunday of the year. So much to look forward to. God bless you. We love you. Have a blessed week and stay safe. God bless you.